If you want to participate, contact me at ordinarywomenpodcast at gmail.com. I'm sure you have great projects to brag about. You can also follow me and message me on Instagram at ordinarywomenpodcast, on Twitter at ordinarywomenpc, or on Facebook on the page Ordinary Women. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Ordinary Women. I'm welcoming Valerie today. Hi, Valerie. How are you? Oh, you know, just living the dream. <laughs> I'm really excited to have you here today. Can you start by giving a quick introduction of yourself, please? Yeah. So um, I am a born female woman. I have had jobs ranging from, you know, bar bouncer to bodyguard work to medical office management to DevOps engineer. Um, Yeah, I've sort of done it all. (laughs) (laughs) Super excited to hear everything about it. Um, And is there anything unusual about yourself? I think that um, my disabilities make me unique. Um, I'm dyslexic and there are some days where I absolutely cannot read right. and there are some days where I read like a champ. There are some days mm. where, so it, it's really funny. Like I'm that kid that was born to take standardized test. Really? Yeah. On those days, my dyslexia did not really act up. It Mm. it really wasn't an issue. Um, I think it's because I knew that like performance was expected. (laughs) And so I actually once had a teacher say that I should not be welcomed into the gifted program because I clearly cheated on my chat, uh, on my test. And I responded, well, if I'm smart enough to figure out how to cheat on the test, yeah. I feel like I'm gifted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did yeah. the answer? So the answer was I was admitted into the gifted program. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> um, obviously on this podcast, we talk a lot about what it's like to be a woman. So I'd like to start by asking, was there an event or a moment in your life when you realized that you are a woman? Yes. Um, I was 13 and I liked comic books an awful lot. And my mother told me that comic books are for boys. And so I couldn't buy the books I wanted. But I ended up having... um, the best role model ever. Uh, So when I was 13, I started doing judo. And I was super lucky because there was one woman named Elizabeth Berliner, and she showed up, and she was smart and cool and funny and, like, a badass fighter, but also had a Ph.D., you know? Wow. Yeah, and got like, you doll. Damn. Yeah, like, <laughs> she was she was that woman that I think everyone wants to be. Yeah. And so I was really fortunate that she showed up uh, during my 14th year and was my role model. 
Yeah. She sounds amazing. Did you meet her or did you hear about her? Oh, no. Um, she, she fought at my do dojo. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Amazing. Her husband lived at my dojo. <gasps> and so, I, yeah, I got to encounter her every day the whole year. I was like 14 and part of my 15th year. I was really blessed. Oh, I can only imagine. That must be so, like, yeah, amazing. Actually, my next question was um, going to be about your uh, female role models and people who inspired, inspired you as a child. So I guess she would definitely be in this people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Elizabeth Berliner 100% inspired mm. me with her PhD and being a badass judo player. Um, my sister, Elizabeth, has definitely inspired me. Um, so she went through, you know, normal schooling, but she went to um, college on a French horn scholarship. Oh. Yep. And ended up doing her master's degree, you know, for French horn performance. And she was incredible. I'm also really blessed that, like, my Aunt Michelle, she showed me what it's like to go through life just accomplishing again and again and again. You know, she was in the Jacksonville Symphony. She um, went through an accounting career. And absolutely just owned it. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm really fortunate. Like, I've had a lot of incredible women in my life. Yeah. Sounds like they're all, yeah, amazing. So what do you think they taught you? I think the biggest lesson that I've learned from the women in my life has been to never give up. That, you know, if, if opportunities aren't there... Just make them, just fabricate them. And so uh, I guess it was six years ago now, I went through a coding boot camp. And halfway through that boot camp, I fell in love with the concept of DevOps. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I'd like to be a DevOps engineer. That, that sounds great. There's no such thing as entry-level... DevOps. <laughs> there, there's no such thing as a DevOps internship. And so I got creative and I asked a company here in Atlanta uh, to make an internship for me. And they did. I love that. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, so I was telling you earlier, four weeks in to mm. my internship, HR pulled me into the office and I just, you know, assuming the worst because that's who I am as a person, I thought I was being fired. And when she told me, no, actually, uh, we're extending your contract. We, we'd like to take you on permanent as a permanent DevOps employee. It, it was probably, that. yeah, it was probably one of the best moments of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so amazing. Also, how long was the internship supposed to be for? Ten weeks. Wow, and so like less than half into the internship, they're already like, okay, we're keeping her. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. 
So I, I feel like all people are born with gifts and talents. Mm. And my particular gift and talent is making people excited and causing people to feel things. So when I, you know, when I get on a a stage and I speak about a technology product, I make people cry and laugh and think and really feel because I, I feel like most people don't step back and realize that the internet and technology, it changes the world. Definitely. Yeah. I, I was recently um, watching an episode of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, <laughs> and he was talking about AI. And it caused me to get online and use chat GPT for the mm. first time. And I think people have taken for granted that technology and software is impacting them every single day because I got on there for the first time and I was asking it questions. It was giving me, you know, incredible answers. And all I could think is, wow. Yeah. Wow. This is awesome technology. (laughs) Yeah. This is so, yeah, awesome and fascinating what it is able to do. Yeah. And for someone who's dyslexic to be able to ask this piece of tech, you know, a question and it spits out a a reasonably good answer. Like I might have to go back and fact check it. I might have to, you know, make sure it's doing what it's supposed to do. But for someone with a disability, it's awesome to have this tool to ask. Yeah, it must be. I hadn't, for some reason, I hadn't thought about that. Um, but that's so nice. Can it, I don't remember, I haven't used it a lot, but does it also have the option to speak, like to read to you, whatever it just wrote? Uh, yeah, so um, there are overlays that go over chat GPT that will read the answers out to you. Right. Oh, that's amazing. And most of them are pretty good. I mean, some of them give you mediocre responses, yeah. but it's still more information than, than you would have had. Yeah, it's um, so interesting. Such an interesting um, soft, is it a software? AI thing. I don't know. I don't, don't have the vocabulary. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, yeah, it's a cool piece of tech. Yeah. It, it absolutely helps you to gather information quickly. Yeah, definitely. I'm so sorry, but I lost track of what we were... How did we end up talking about GPT? Were we talking about you getting... Yeah, I was about to say, like, probably because, you know, I'm... You know, I deal with dyslexia. I deal with uh, complex PTSD. And I ended up with a great career in tech the last five years. After five years as a stay-at-home mom. That must be amazing. Is that, shall we jump to, was that what you wanted to talk about in the, like... Yeah, it's it's probably my best achievement. Yeah. Yeah, so you were saying that you were, yeah, stay-at-home mom for five years? Yeah. That was probably the longest five years of my life. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, I... 
I slept a lot during the days, but then when I knew the kids were coming home, I would get up and be really excited for them. And, you know, I, I know moms aren't supposed to say this, but I was a really good mom for those oh, hours. No, I think you can say that. Take credit for it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love hearing you say that. So the last six years, I've been in tech and I've tried to maintain, you know, being a good mom, but also being good at what I do. And mm. I feel like, you know, my gift, the, the, the thing that I give to the world is when I get on a stage at a conference, I make people really, really excited about whatever I'm talking about. I'm a shit blogger. I'm, I'm absolutely crap at writing things every week. But when I get on stage, oh, it's where I was born to be. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's what I was meant to do. Yeah. And so how, how did you come to do it? What happened? So I was trying to find my first job in tech right out of, out of the boot camp. And I ended up speaking at Women Who Code Atlanta. Uh, they had an International Women's Day event. And I gave a whole talk on how former stay-at-home parents make the best employees. And what's really cool is five years later, I spoke there a few weeks ago and was able to talk about, you know, yeah, I've had a really successful life in tech, but I've had that successful life because I spoke at this event mm. six years ago. So that night, the women of Airbus were there and they heard me speak. And what's so funny is during my talk a few weeks ago, <laughs> I mentioned uh, that I was I was pretty sure the women of Airbus said things like, you know, we don't we don't know if this chick can do anything useful, but you should probably hire her. One of the women from Airbus who was at the conference a few weeks ago came up to me and said, no, actually what I said to our CEO and our CTO was you had better effing hire her. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. No, she, she put herself out there and uh, she's probably 100% why I got the job. <laughs> oh, I love that. And some people are like, she, it was probably her own skill, right? Um, see, she, she was badass, just badass back-end software engineer. Like, she was born to write back-end code. She was so good. Yeah. I love that. And so, yeah, so you participated in this, and that kind of opened the, the door to tech, or opened back the door to tech, I guess? Uh, yeah, yeah. It um, it put me in a situation where, you know, first I had the internship, then mm -hmm. I had the permanent role, and I did DevOps for almost five years, and then uh, about a year ago, 
I realized that speaking on stage and getting people really excited about tech was kind of my driving force. And so I took my first role as a developer advocate. That's amazing. Wait, so what's a developer advocate? So a developer advocate is someone who makes it easier for developers to use X technology, like whatever company is, you know, providing product, developer advocates are supposed to make it easier for developers to use their stuff. Oh, that's so interesting. But that's super, super cool. Yeah, no, it was great. Like, it it was awesome um, helping developers to use our product more efficiently. Yeah, nice. So I guess you had to, like, talk all the time to everyone? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, So the company that I was at at the time, you know, they could afford X amount of conferences per year. And so it was really exciting to go to conferences and get on stage and be like, hey, here's this new piece of tech. Let me get you really excited about it. And uh, one of my favorite memories was actually just maybe a month ago. Um, I finished speaking at a conference. And my first slide is always about my life. It's always about you know, my husband and my kids and where I come from. And she walked up with a really flat belly and said, hey, I just found out I was pregnant and I sort of thought my career in tech was over. But you've just inspired me that women, right? That women who are moms can still be in tech. And it it was probably one of the most moving me uh moments of my life. Like I don't know who she is, but that woman changed me forever. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's so cool. And was there anyone important that had an impact on you uh doing it continuing it like anyone who i don't know helped you mentor you inspired you i mean i guess we talked a bit already about the the workshop but yeah anyone i don't know anyone else yeah um so one woman terry chu she was the badass back-end engineer that i mentioned earlier um she went through a pregnancy and a parental leave and she really demonstrated to me that it's okay to be a parent. (laughs) She came back from that pregnancy and just absolutely owned the backend code at that company. (laughs) She was Um, incredible. I love that. Yeah, no, Terry's one of my favorite role models. Um, and again, I, I've been so fortunate. I've had so many. Um, like Kayla Harrison is a judo player who went through sexual molestation like I did Ooh. as a kid. I'm so sorry. And she came 
Yeah, she came back from that and ended up being America's first gold medal in the Olympics oh for judo. Oh my Judith. god. Ever. Yeah. Um she definitely taught me that, you know, what we go through in our childhood doesn't have to determine who we are. Yeah. And I had people like my sister and Elizabeth Berliner. Um she taught me that having four kids doesn't mean that you can't get your PhD and yeah. be a badass. You know? Yeah. I've been really lucky. I've had a lot of incredible women in my life who have definitely taught me that, you know, the odds are against us. Yeah. A lot of circumstances are hard for us, but we can accomplish. We can look these circumstances in the eye and say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to overcome that. I love that. And I love that you then go on and inspire other people. That's amazing. And it's like a full cycle. And these people maybe will go and inspire other people. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite um, LinkedIn messages I've ever gotten have been from women who basically said, you know, I'm a mom. And I didn't think moms were allowed to accomplish, mm. but you've shown me that moms absolutely can. Yeah. Yeah. This, um, also the question of the permission is really interesting. Like these people who say, I didn't think I was allowed. Yeah. And so great that yeah. you've sort of made them understand them that yes, they are allowed. That's amazing. Because we we talked earlier, well, you talked earlier about like being a mom and also like going back to work. How how has that been for you? Um, I'm not gonna lie. There are some days where I wish I could just be a stay at home mom, mm. and I could just clean my house and yeah, <laughs> you know, do the things I used to do. I now spend probably $600 a month wow. on outsourcing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outsourcing yeah. the things that I did yeah. as a stay-at-home mom. I, I don't think people realize the value Mm-mm. in a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Like that, that's a full-time house cleaner, cook, chauffeur. Yeah. <laughs> like It's really unpaid work. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, so there are some days where I, I really miss it. And I really wish that I could just wake up in the morning and my only task was to take care of my kids. Yeah. But then I think about tech and I think about software and I think about where it's going. And I'm so excited over where it's going. Like... AI has been in the works for 20 plus years and it's just now broken through to being really mainstream. Yeah. I am so, I am so excited for it. Like I, I can't wait to get on stage the next time that I have a good employer who puts me on stage 
And I get to get people really excited about tech. Yeah, I can't wait for you. It's, yeah, it must be an amazing feeling to just also witness, I guess, them, like the reaction of people while you're talking to them and explaining. Oh my god. Like, the, the feels that I have when people cry <laughs> when I'm on stage and, you know, I'm talking about a certain piece of technology. I'm, I'm talking about life in the technical world. The way I feel when people cry is just incredible. <laughs> yeah, I must be so great. And yeah, it's so great to know you're a part of it. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It really is. It really is. I think that a lot of people don't realize that there's a business case mm. for for things like taking care of your employees. There's a business case for parental leave. It's yeah. not just about like a mommy being at home with her kid. It's about the fact that she's less likely to be sick for the next five years mm -hmm. if she gets some leave. And so I, I try to share these things with the tech community. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing to do that. And what challenges have you faced then in, I guess, coming back to work and then maybe in them, like between discovering what you wanted to do and actually doing it? So I think the the biggest challenges I have faced have been, you know, going up against my disability. There are a lot of companies that pretend that they, they accept anyone, but when you tell them you're dyslexic and you have CPTSD, they don't really want you. And that's really hard. Yeah, and it's so abnormal, and yeah, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. It's, yeah, I hope one day it won't be anymore. Oh, I, I was recently um, let go from a company because they they didn't love me being dyslexic. Oh my god, was, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it, it was really hard yeah. to go through, but I know that when I find the right company that like the right place who wants what I have to give and what I have to give is speaking on stage. What I have to give is making people feel and think and cry about tech. I know when I find the right place, I'll find the right company who really, really values that. Yeah. And it's so well, a abnormal infuriating that they did that, and also, I mean, I'm sure that it's illegal for for a reason. Like, it really shouldn't be. And again, so sorry that you had to go through that. At least now you know that you're not working for an employer who's like doesn't value people, which I guess eventually is for the best, even though not in the correct way. But yeah, it's uh, also then. I wonder how these people evaluate in the world, like thinking that there was the correct way of, as if there was one you know what i mean like obviously we hope we all have different things to bring and it's such a shame that they didn't recognize it yeah 
I mean, it it definitely makes me sad. Yeah. For them. Yeah. That that they didn't value my speaking at events. Because mm-hmm. when I do, oh my god, like the reaction from people in tech who were like, oh my god, I didn't know a tech talk could make me feel this way. I love that. That's really a superpower. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And was there anything that was easier than you thought would have been in going back to work, in speaking and starting to speak to these events? Yeah, I thought that um I thought my kids would struggle mm. more than they do. I I thought that it would be awful awful for them. But what I've learned in the last six years is that my kids just sort of accept that I'm going to speak and I'm going to be gone every now and then. And, you know, my big kids, especially Siler and Anya, they've definitely learned that it, it, it's okay that mommy goes somewhere every now and then. Yeah. And I'm sure when they grow up and they see it, they'll be very inspired too. Yeah, I think um, both of my big kids are girls. And I I definitely think that both of them are destined for roles in tech. Mm-hmm. And I hope they're inspired by me. Yeah, definitely. That's amazing. Um. And what makes you proud of yourself of this? So I I feel guilty saying this, but what really makes me proud of myself is like my physical strength and like the obstacles I've been able to overcome. Yeah. Yeah, no shame in that. On the contrary, that's that's amazing that you've done it. But I feel like we're not supposed to say that. Like, I feel like as women, we're not supposed to be proud of being physically strong. Yeah. But I am. Yeah. I think that's kind of changing. Or maybe it's just because I started going to the gym and now I only see gym people everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, there is definitely something about yeah, being strong or not. And that's true that as women, we're definitely not encouraged in being strong or fighting, taking up space and all of this. Um, but I think that's really inspiring also that you say that and that you recognize that in yourself. That's really, really cool. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a part of me that, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Elizabeth Berliner put there and she made me want to be like her and want to be this proud successful woman who fights through you know all adversity i'm really thankful for the women who came before me who you know changed the landscape and made it okay for me to accomplish. Definitely. And I'm sure you'll in turn inspire 
a lot of other people. That's amazing. I think we're going to conclude our discussion on this. Thank you so much. Before we finish, is there anything that we didn't talk about during our conversation that you wanted to mention? I just hope that any mommies out there know that if you want to get back into work, if you want to accomplish what you're doing right now as a stay-at-home mom is incredible. But if you want to have a job, you are absolutely capable of doing so. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. And thanks again um, for, for joining and for sharing um, part of your story with me and everyone who's listening. That's, uh, that was such an interesting conversation. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. And in this podcast, the guest always gets the very last word. So the mic is yours. I would just say to any mommies out there that are if you considering want to moving back to work, contact me at that ordinary that women podcast all you at do is be a mom. I'm sure you have great it's projects okay. to write about. You can also follow me and message and it's okay me on Instagram at Ordinary Women Podcast, whatever on Twitter you want, at Ordinary whatever Women PC, you know, or on Facebook is, on the page Ordinary that. Women.